Welcome back to the Charles Ogan experience. Good to see you. All right, yeah, how's, how's the week been? All good. It was. I've had better weeks. I've yeah. been injured. I won't say where. Yeah, don't say where. Don't say where. It's in my brain. It's <laughs> <laughs> traumatic brain injury. Like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You, you work. You've been working around that. Yeah, the weight room. Yeah, we we good. We still. Still doing. Still crushing. Yeah, still crushing. Still crushing. Won't go into it too much. In no, case no, no, no. Let's say let's, something I ought not to. Let's not get into that. Yeah. Did you, uh, so you watched the fights last night, Leon Edwards? He did fucking well, man. I only watched the highlight of that. Have you not? Uh, yeah, I didn't watch the full oh, fight. Oh, just about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, uh, just, a, just a highlight. Nice little, nice little kick to the head. It's fucking sick, man. Yeah. Takes him down the first round as well. Does he? Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it then. Yeah, it goes back. I watched, I watched Page's match. Yeah. Michael Page. Enjoyed that. He uh, cut the guy's face quite a lot. Mate, bare knuckle boxing is just such a fucking tough sport. It is savage, man. I just worry about the wrist. Like, I just imagine punching someone, I'm going to hurt my wrist. Yeah. I mean, I'm shit, obviously, but... <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're not... But that's the difference, though, between, like, bo- like in boxing and MMA, you, you do have that fuck, all that tape as well. I guess MMA is, like, same thing. You break it, They break their hands very easily, but yeah. boxing, you're like... You've got an eight ounce glove. But yeah, bare knuckle. It just seems like your wrists would just flap oh, about when you're imagine, punching people. Imagine punching someone as hard as you can and you punch them in the top of the head and your wrist but just goes But he cut the guy's face with that. Did he, he overhand righted him and he cut him twice with one punch. Mike Perry cuts up as well though. He's got so much scar tissue on his face. Does he? Yeah, well he, yeah. he got cut up. He looked like he'd been... He looked like he'd been to Croydon, not Wembley. (laughs) 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 Poor Perry. Yeah, and he won somehow. Fucking brilliant. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Like by damage, obviously I would give it to give it to Mike. It's just whatever. I'm not. I'm. I don't do boxing, so I can't really. I'm not qualified to. Fair judge. Yeah, to judge it properly. But yeah, yeah. Damn. Just looked like he was much less hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Anthony Joshua. AJ. A bit of a performance in yeah. the post-fight interviews. Yeah, that was his best performance to date. The <laughs> 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 was, uh, That's his best performance. Something else. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was uh, jo- Joshua's best performance to date by far. <laughs> Fuck, man. Savage. Yeah. Right. Are, yeah, let's go into some questions. Let's do some real, <laughs> some real shit, real fighting. Right. Let's go Flanagan first. All right, so we had a question. How did people react when you decided to take on Jiu-Jitsu full-time? Oh. Parents, friends? I think they thought it was a better idea to do my uni and get a fallback option in case I break my leg. Yeah. But little did they know you break your leg all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Skiing. <laughs> yeah, but just doing Jiu-Jitsu, you just break your leg all the time. So yeah. you just continue, I guess. You expect to get an injury. I, I, don't, I don't think they realized that that would be very commonplace. But uh, I think they meant if I was like actually disabled and I couldn't walk for a long time, then yeah, like you can't continue to do jets. But they were fine. I was always, you know, I was giving lifts to training all the time. Yeah. And even when I went to uni, I, did, I didn't spend my time doing any of the studying. I just went to jujitsu. Yeah. They found out about three years in that I was hadn't gone to any classes. Did you finish the degree? I finished the degree. In I economics, got, yeah. I got a degree in economics, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, <great>. mate. I, <laughs> didn't go to, I didn't go to the graduation because it's embarrassing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Wait, I'll, so a bit, bit of context as well. When, when did you start, like, martial arts? Because you, you started judo quite young, yeah? Yeah, I started judo when I was four. Yeah. I did it till about 12, and then... That's a pretty solid amount. Yeah, I got to green belt, yeah. and then I stopped for two years, played RuneScape for two years. 
And then <laughs> <laughs> literally two years. Obsessed. I think I had two years playing time. No, like, yeah, yeah, obsessed, yeah. That's a fair comment. Obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's all I do, essentially. And then, and, and just, like, normal school shit or whatever, going out. Yeah. But, and then I was just like, okay, that's enough. And then I quit RuneScape. And then, yeah, just started Jiu-Jitsu and Judo again at the same time, at 14. Okay. And then... Oh, so you started, started Jits when you were 14? Yeah, I started Jits at 14. Yeah. And now I'm 26. So... Sick, man. So 12, 12 years of Jits. 12, 12 years of Jits. When did you get your black belt? Did you... Uh, when I was 22. Sick. So eight, eight years. It's pretty young to get your black belt. Yeah. What, yeah. At what age did you feel like... Did you just take... Like, I take to it very to quickly? And I realised how shit economics was... I wanted to do jiu-jitsu. So from 18 to 22, that's when you really like fucking buckled down and crushed? Well, from 18 on, basically, no, from, from like 14 onwards. Right, how, how, how Actually, much? Actually, there was a time, there was one year in uni when I was literally training, not even a year, like two semesters where I was training once a week. Really? Because that's all the classes there were. Yeah, it was on a Wednesday. Got and it. I got to 86 kilos and I was like, damn, I'm getting fucking fat. And then I started. And you got fat in 86 kilos? I wasn't getting fat, but I was like, I, I was like, damn, 86 kilos and like, I'm, Started to look look it too, but yeah. not not like I was going to the gym all the time. So yeah, then I just started going like super heavy on all, all the jits and everything and cycling and everything. <laughs> Got it. You love cycling, man. Fuck cycling. You love but I had cycling. to cycle because I was I was broke and no one would give me a lift. Wait, so for, so from fourteen to like let's say fourteen to eighteen, you were kind of like I'm kind of good at this. I've got a good judo background. You picked it up quite easily. What I was doing judo as well till about till I went to uni basically. Right. So yeah, and then I stopped judo when I went to uni and then started doing all nogi. Yeah. And I was doing gi from 14 to 17 and then stopped uh, probably a bit longer in the gi actually, probably like 14 to 18, 19 and trading off the gi at like 18, 19. Why did you stop the gi? You hated it. Uh, just, a, just, yeah, just preferred no gi the more I did it. Yeah. I don't know, started doing heel hooks and then I was like, yeah, this is, I feel, felt like every time I was doing gi, I was kind of wasting my time, may as well be doing no gi. I enjoy more and then, Fair yeah, enough. and less laundry. That's <laughs> not, yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, not even the bills, just the pure time and effort of carrying around a gi and all that shit. Yeah. Fuck that. So, yeah, and then obviously, I think, I'm pretty sure my grandparents wouldn't approve of jiu-jitsu, and they still don't yeah. on the Irish side. I think my French side are more into sports, but at least the Irish side are just like, that's not a job. Really? They're like, you should do something else. Even well, they, they were saying that, now they're not. <laughs> Yeah, now they're not. Now they're not. <laughs> now they can make money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can make a big career out of this, man. Yeah, you can make, you don't even yeah. have to be good at jiu-jitsu. You can just sell bullshit. You don't even have to have to <laughs> do a real martial art. You can just do Krav Maga and make hundreds, like hundreds of thousands selling BS aeroplane hijack self-defense courses. <laughs> You who, joke. Who was you it? Joke. Yeah, I remember we see something. I won't, I won't name it, but it rhymes with Schmotel Krav Maga. <laughs> you sent me this one how he's got his class in a bar and they're replicating bar fights in a bar. It's like that's room with no training. He just walks into a bar and starts fucking palming cuts. Oh my god. Um, Who was that cop, that, that, that uh, police officer that was going viral for showing terrible movies? You got his name? Oh, Do you know uh, his name? Oh, what's he his was, name? Hello, this it, will immobilize your thing. And he's yeah, like, what's it called? He was huge. It's like, put it up, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> pull, pull that up, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. What was his name? Fuck, yeah, yeah, we know who you're talking about. Anyway, though. that was hilarious. He's probably making dough, man. He went viral. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. I, I, like, I imagine his classes are well subscribed to, but... Base yeah. America, I guess. 
Yeah, so good. just bringing back to grandparents, they're a bit more accepting now. So you didn't get any pushback during the time? Did, not, was there an infinite really. decision how you're like, I want to do this full time and coach this full time? There was a time where I was thinking to drop out of uni just to do it. And I was like, I was thinking to drop out of oh, uni really? and then my mum convinced me not to drop out just to do both. And like, to be fair, uni was good because I, I got maintenance loan and I could spend it just like, you know, enjoying myself whilst training. Nice. So it was a healthy balance. What did you spend it on? Of life, life and, and jiu-jitsu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bit of weird, bit of, bit of booze. Yeah, it's just uni stuff. Yeah, yeah. Meal deals and that. Books. Yeah. Et cetera, books. et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. So this actually, this leads on perfectly <laughs> books. to books. To, our, to a question uh, we had earlier. So ju you're doing judo and jiu-jitsu at the same time. Uh, surely that would have helped just like stand up game as well. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm, well, I was decent at stand up, but then I started realizing that it's just it's basically pointless in jiu jitsu competitions where people can pull guard. You know, you spend all your time just like time allotted to doing stand up training, and then someone just pulls guard. And also, a lot of the judo moves like you get an ipon, whatever you do it. Like I used to like see and with just shoulder throws, but you'd land giving people your back. Yes. Most of the time, the only ones that would be okay is if you have the collar grip, because I guess if you have the collar grip, they're always technically in front of you. Yeah. But yeah, it was just not really worth the time. So I slowed down and started. Also, pulling guard was way more efficient in the gi. Like, I, I don't know if, like when you're like a white and blue belt, basically if you get to close guard, you've won the match. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you, you pull guard, you get to close guard, you get a shitty sweep off that. Yeah. Then little scramble, reset, both standing, pull guard again, the match is over. Yeah, you have stalling, one. winning. You have yeah, one. Yeah, points <laughs> you have that's one a good tactic for the blue and white belts. Everyone knows it, I'm pretty sure. That's what, that's what makes Jiu-Jitsu so horrible to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at those low levels. Even the high levels, man, the stalling tactics. Bull guard, get a sweep. Yeah, yeah. Th but they're a bit more like, it's harder to just straight up stall and close guard at the higher level because you've got to actually get there. I feel like after a certain level, people just don't let you get in close guard whatsoever anymore. Yes. They just, yeah. Like, and if they do, you just stand up out of it and you're, you're very used to the whole... Exactly. Stepping out of it, coming back up if people tip you over, all that shit. But when you're a white belt, you just don't have the finesse to, or the or the balance to just stand up. Yes. Like yeah. Yeah, you, someone's gonna sweep you over. You're just gonna get about. pulled down every single time because you don't you don't get that the more upright you stand, the easier. But then every time someone stands upright, they get tipped backwards and they don't like it. So yeah, I guess <laughs> gotta just gotta just learn that quickly. Do you think stand ups a lot more important now than Nogi scene? Oh yeah, in the nogi scene, yeah, because I think it's it's better to be on top in nogi, to be honest, because purely from the fact that you can force engagement if you're if you're stood in any shape or form. Like if you're standing there standing, you can force engagement. If you're standing there seated, you can force engagement. But if you're seated, you don't really want to butt scoot towards people. That's just so it like, looks shit and it feels shit, and and I feel like you're getting way more tired, like posting your hand and moving your butt compared to them like zigzagging around you and shit. Way more energy expenditure. Yeah, and and yeah, just. I don't know, it's, it doesn't really feel like a martial art when you're just pulling guard. No. Like, I didn't really care about that for a long time, but now I just think, like, it is just a bit ridiculous. If you want people to watch it, you, you don't want people pulling, like, at least two people pulling guard is so, so ridiculous. Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah. You want to see some nice takedowns, get some good yeah. takedowns. But that said, I, I, I will do anything to win a competition, so. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if there's money, I'll, I'll pull guard and they give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over and over again. <laughs> Repeatedly pull guard. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, stand up. Also, it's good. You know, it's, it's a whole strategy to get to. You know, if you can't if you can't get someone's back from the ground, if you make them stand up, there's much higher chance that you could get really good positions. Like, for example, if I train with certain people, 
you know, they'll never, they'll never catch me on the ground. But if we start standing, they're much more likely to catch me or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, silver, so, basically. Something off a, off, a, off a takedown attempt or something off a takedown, the yeah. way you land, the way you move, like, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's basically training with silver. You, like, if I'm shooting and stuff, there's just, if I'm shooting or if I'm starting from standing, there's much higher chance that he gets to good positions on me than if we're just playing on the ground. Got it. And, yeah. So yeah, that's why it's it's very good if you're if you're good at wrestling to like force people to stand. Yeah, so it's key to develop a good stand up game. Yeah, depends what your goals are in in jits. Yeah, in jits. Like if you just want to stay safe and not get injured, I would say just playing guard all the time is is probably the safest way of going about that. Okay. But uh, that actually leads into sorry, go. Yeah, but if you if you want to be winning all, all the competitions and like always be able to force engagement and have exciting matches, and you want to be able to do some wrestling, get some good wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. it. What would you recommend for older people in ma injury management, speaking of injury management, old fellas? It's just very difficult, isn't it? I feel like... more gear? No, nah, I feel like the gear fucks up your hands and lower back more and yeah. potentially your knees from the twisting with the friction. Yes. Like even some Delaheva, when people have it wrapped in tight and your foot is planted and they start spinning around you in Delaheva. It can be tight, man. That could literally just pop your MCL. Just yes. that the, the hanging of your, on one side of your hip whilst your foot is planted. That could literally do it because of the friction. Yeah, because it's just the the friction and, and the belt grips and stuff. They're pulling you from the belt here yeah. whilst they're sat and on your pinky toe and pushing your knee in with their yeah, yeah. heaver hook. That's. <laughs> so what are your tips for the old fellas, man? So yeah, for the old fellas, you you better warm up very well and be extremely mobile before you start because otherwise there's just going to be some random shit that's going to break break your leg and also you got to be. I would say do fewer rounds and do them, at, like with a lot of attention to like awareness of where you're putting your limbs and stuff because mm. for example like people sitting like w sitting i think it's called w where they have their feet on the outside of their knees oh yeah yeah like or or they have their toes pointing out yeah like that when they're sat like i see that all the time and i just cringe like, every oh. time there's white belts I just look at it like oh like you should be rolling over your pinky toe yes. you know what i mean your feet should be folding in under you that's a much safer way of doing it but people just don't people don't have the foot like plant on mobility Dexterity, to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they end up fucking up their, their knees that way. It's just cringy w watching it, it's so cringy. Yeah, yeah. Like watching white belts, bruh, sickening. So I think like, especially for the older fellas, it's super like important to be strong, number one, also mobile, but it's gas tank as well. If, you, if, if yeah. old fellas, they're getting gas, they're more likely to like, yeah. just crumble under pressure, yeah. do big hip bridges, do big explosive movements, pop their shoulder, hurt their yeah. neck, because they're just panicking. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's like body weight and people just getting collapsed on, that for me, and that's from people being lazy, like they're fucking exhausted, they go to post and it's like a lazy post, yeah. and they get Both matched up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically take rest rounds if you're older, you just say I'm old, fuck you, and then <laughs> and and make sure you warm up properly. And like, if you're fat, like let's say you're seriously like overweight, overweight, and just not not ready for jujitsu body wise. Yeah, but yeah, go to jujitsu, do all the warm ups and stuff, and try and take it very easy, and just let yourself get fucked up until you're able to until you're able to safely work yourself out of positions. Like, don't go crazy because your body's not ready for crazy rounds. Basically, you're crazy just, movements. Yeah, yeah you're. you're yeah, if you are, if you're not really warm or you're feeling like you're going to get injured, you should probably take it very easily. Yes. Yeah. I've been getting this question a lot, actually, especially for my online guys Maybe, uh, and just people in general. Progressive overload methods. Rate of, we talked about this last week. Rate of physique exertion, reps and reserves. How and when to push yourself in the gym. I guess it's like, ideally, to, to, to get better at resistance training and to actually improve your strength, training needs to be harder over time. 
Yeah. Every session, you're just looking to make it a little bit harder than it was last time. Let's say, let's say you've got a 12-week block of training, and then maybe you choose, in between that six-week block, you may change some variations of exercise very minorly. Each time you go to train, whether you're looking for strength or hypertrophy, it's very goal-dependent. You can manipulate the, the, the training, uh, the, the way you make training harder through a variety of things, the, either the amount of reps that you do, the weight you put on the bar, the tempo that you use. Let's use weight as an example. So if, let's say we're deadlifting like 100 kilos. That was like reasonably challenging for the first set of five. Uh, and the last set of five is also reasonably challenging. Next week, we could look to do like 100, 103, 103. That's a win. Take the win. Don't get too greedy. Week after, okay, cool. 103, 103, 105. Week after, trying to do 105 across the board. Week after, 108, etc. People, nice. People often get quite greedy. They'll be like, okay, I did 100 this week. Next week, I'm going to try 110. And that form goes all over the place. Ah, oh, didn't feel as good. It wasn't there because you're going too yeah. heavy too soon. If you make minor, if you make minor adjustments and just go up very, like very gradually, you'll be able to keep good technique whilst lifting, like whilst lifting, at like in a ch challenging manner. Would you say that's more important at the lighter weights where it's a bigger percentage? Big time. So yeah. if you 60 to 70 is way bigger than 100 to 110. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it's it, it, it'll, like, even if you're deadlifting like 200, 200 kgs and it's fucking hard, moving to 210 kgs is still going to be fucking hard because like, well, as you get to the top end weights and as, you've been, as you get to a higher intensity of work, uh, of work and higher like, load of weight, it's still yeah. going to be very challenging. Even though it's a smaller percentage increase, it's still going to be fucking hard to put 10 yeah. kgs on a deadlift. Okay, yeah. So it basically could be kind of linear in a way. Yeah, can, can be linear until it's not, until you, until you get to like the more advanced stage. But most people asking this question aren't at the advanced stage, all at the beginner and intermediate yeah. stage where yeah, you need that. to focus on having really fucking good technique, doing that really well so you don't get injured, and just slightly make it slightly harder over time. If you just yeah. do those things, you're going to fucking nail it. Yeah. If something feels too heavy, like say you're doing like a bench press and you get to the last and you're doing like three sets of 10, you get to the 10th rep and you're like, I could probably push a few more reps here, do a few more reps. Get like, and you feel like you'll get a bit more technical, like you'll break down, like going up an extra three or five kgs, I'm not gonna be able to get the 10 reps. Cool, go on that 10th rep, push for like 15, 12 to 15, and that still gains. Then the next session, be like, okay, I did 15 reps at 100 kgs, now I'm gonna try, um, now I'll try 103. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So there's a variety of ways you can, you can manage progressive overload depending on how the program is set. Either you can increase sets as well, sets week to week, or reps week to week, or increasing load week to week, or using different, different angles of training. Like for example, if you want to improve your deadlifting, pulling from the floor, if you know it's a weakness, you, you start doing deficit deadlifts yeah. because that's going to help the overload. You, if you start from a deficit, it's going to help the initial pull from the floor. So then when you return to normal deadlifts, that pull from the floor is going to feel much easier. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I guess, like, people need to be fucking patient. It's going to take time. Ideally, if you want to have a long, hit, like, career of lifting weights, especially, like, lifting heavy shit and getting super jacked, you can do that in, like, a 10 to 20-year period if you're fucking, if you've got excellent technique and you yeah. just manage that sensibly. Like, I went to the gym this morning. This guy had no fucking idea how to squat. His fucking elbows are inside his fucking... Huh? Yeah, this guy, Chris, <laughs> Christian Osman. <laughs> you, you watch him, he goes, 60. 
awful form. Elbows coming in, terrible form. Puts on 80, awful form, puts on 90. Oh, and you're like, not someone you were training. No, okay, no, no, not someone I was training. I was witnessing the, at like a, 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 man's back. A, a normal gym. I'm like, bro, like you're gonna fucking hurt yourself. Like, how many times have we seen that into a gym? People have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, the way you lift weights could say something different. No, Christian Osbeck, <laughs> he, he's lifting better and better each week. But yeah, manage, get, get fucking, have really good technique. Feel, feel comfortable. Know what the cues are. Know where you need to be in the exercise. Slowly progress that week to week to week. And then when you, you can't progress anymore, then you can change the variation of the exercise. Yeah. To like, a, okay, if you're doing high bar back squats, try low bar back squats, or try front squats, or try zercher squats. I feel like people just underestimate how technical the moves are. Yes. In the gym, like very few people will go go to the weights room and just lift something perfectly in the first go. No way. Like it's like or close enough to perfect that's safe. But I think most people lift like fucking awfully and then think that it's okay. Yeah, and they're like, oh, deadlifts hurt my back, deadlifts are bad for your back. It's like, bro, you, have, you don't know where you are. Yeah, you're you just doing you, it wrong. You don't know where your body is right now. It takes yeah. time to build this skill. And like yeah. anything, the more time you dedicate to learning a skill properly, at weights that you can lift it properly at, yeah. the better you'll get. Fair. And that's that. That's that rant. That's that. Um, Bismillah. Let's go back to another. <laughs> let's go back to another JJ. Jiu-jitsu question. Which yeah. gym do you train at? I do open mats in the morning. I try and go to different gyms every day. I uh, so Monday training at the jiu-jitsu gym in Norberton. I used to go to Jed's as well. Jed Hughes. Tuesday go to London Grapple in the morning. Sometimes RGA. Wednesday I do a wrestling private. Thursday, we either go to Gauntlet Fight Academy at, in Ealing Broadway or RGA. Friday, we go to Ross's at London Grapple again. Saturday, I teach a class, so no open mat there. Sunday, do weights, so no open mat there. And yeah, that's it. And I used to train at Shoot during COVID. London Shoot, 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 Shoot. Shout uh, out to Shoot Fighters. <laughs> well, I was part of the athlete program, so it was allowed, it was legal. And uh, what else? Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, that was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that's basically all the gyms. So yeah, try and train at different gyms all the time, so you get different training partners. So you're not basically getting used to beating certain people and getting good at beating one type of person. You're just improving your overall game for everyone. When did you decide to just do open mats? Uh, when I came back from uni and there was no one to train with at the gym I was at. Oh yeah, and, and new school jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Sorry, new school oh, jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we used to we used to go there on Friday before COVID, but then. That sort of died off, so COVID, yeah, <laughs> fucking COVID. <laughs> so yeah, that sort of died off, but yeah. Uh, Interesting tactic, so you just thought, fuck it, I'm just gonna, there's no one really at my gym enough to, to get a good training round there. So yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll always train, basically I'll just, me and Max and Sylvie will go to different gyms to try and get different training partners. I, we used to go to, we also used to go to Urban Warriors in Vauxhall, but basically we would go to open mats and then pe people would start disappearing from the open mats. <laughs> until it was just us at the open mat. Why? Scared. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, they're, and, scared. <laughs> and, they're scared. But now people are going to the open mat, so it's good. It's, oh, not, like, cool. it's not like anyone's like running from us or some shit. It's just, Do you ever train at Urban Kings? Yeah, when we used to open? train there. Yeah, yeah we, that's, that's where I met Max and Sylvie is at Urban Kings on the Monday. That was a great open mat, but then they, then they shut it down. And, yeah, yeah. I went there one time yeah. years ago. I didn't yeah. train with you. I didn't think you were there, but I trained with Jad. Sylvie fucked me up for two rounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, really, it, was, it was really fun. Good, yeah. It was really fun. Sylvie hadn't even really done jiu-jitsu then. He'd done it for like a year or two. Really? Yeah, now he's a, like a different, different beast, yeah. Yeah, different yeah, beast. Yeah. Different beast. 
Yeah. Okay. okay. Nice. That's that. Stre let's go into another strength one. Stretching and, f stretching and flexibility. Uh, how to increase flexibility and mobility. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I guess like, um, look, to increase your overall flexibility, like you need to be doing some kind of stretching, whether it's yoga or, or in my opinion, gymnastic style of stretching is the best, one of the best ways to increase your overall flexibility. I think we're holding stretches for like 90 seconds to two minutes and you're doing a variety of like dynamic and static stretches. The stretching session should last anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes. It's fucking intense. It's pretty boring, um, but it will increase your flexibility big yeah. time. And also you get a bit of strength work in there because it's dynamic. So you're not just like being super flexible without being strong. You're, you're, you have to hold things isometrically in certain positions to increase your overall mobility as well. Um, but also strength training for the large majority of people doing like strength training exercises like deficit reverse uh, deficit Bulgarians or just getting to do like full range of motion squats, deficit deadlifts, those kind of things will definitely increase your overall flexibility. Would you say from people being unbalanced in their muscles, like for example I can't do that too well probably because my chest was more strong than my back or whatever or just you, from general yeah, posture. But, but, I think a lot of, like, especially a lot of guys who are, like, re like athletic, they are going to struggle with, like, getting their hands behind their backs because their chest is far more developed. But why? Uh, yeah, but why? Just from jits, you reckon? Yeah, just from jits and it's not straight. Also, how often have you, how many, how often have you? Literally never. Exactly. <laughs> Literally That's right. But if you took time, and, and this is a classic trade-off. It's like, oh, if we took time to make you more flexible, would that improve your performance? Probably not. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. maybe you'd expect, like we did this, we did two stretches for a minute because your shoulder was getting a little bit jacked up. Yeah. And then it like. And now it's fine. That's not to say flex stretching is going to fix any injuries or like working out imbalances is the key to victory. Like just because you have an imbalance somewhere doesn't mean it's going to be problematic to your performance. But like being, have, what would you say? Being like, especially in the lower body, being more mobile will help your jiu-jitsu. In the lower body, yeah, that's key. Yeah, upper body, I don't really see the need for that much flexibility. Maybe like defending submissions, but you don't really get like Kimura too much at that level. I reckon it's not going to happen. Yeah, but you you still you're still reasonably flexible. But yeah. also, but like in the upper body, like having a flexible upper back and upper spine is super important. Oh yeah, important. sorry, yeah, spine, yeah. So yeah, spine, just being able to round your back is super important. But the legs, I think, yeah, ham being like having really strong hamstring flexibility or hamstring strength and and flexibility is pretty key Super as well key. as like knees to chest and then uh so hip flexors hip flexors need to you, the hip flexors are going to take a fucking beating the cfls are going to take a beating quads are going to take a beating in jiu-jitsu and the adductors as well also yeah. glutes yeah yeah i would say like you know i know you don't have a, a specific stretch routine we've stretched a couple of times yeah. but it's just going to be like time management for us I, I see you twice a week yeah i'll send you some stuff to do but you, you also like stretching at jiu-jitsu because like yeah. You'll be like, I need to play guard more. Just get into a deep position. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. that's literally how I became flexible at the start. I wasn't flexible when I started jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I was reasonably flexible, but it was just me at 52 kilos and then like all the like huge like bouncers and stuff that we, that would be the only ones doing jiu-jitsu back then. And they would just, they would just force you to be flexible. <laughs> just pause, but yeah. <laughs> you're getting stacked and shit all the time. So yeah, yeah. you just had to be flexible or else, or else you break. I also think you're just a bit of a freak athlete as well. Like having strong, like for most people, they'll just break them. But you have like strong abs as well. So then smash your lower back up too much. Yeah. L learning how to like not 
put so much pressure on your lower back yeah. because of the judo experience you had. Or just relaxing as well. Yes. Like when you're in these positions. I feel like people can, people's back can go further than they, they think. For sure. Yeah, I also think bit literally spending two years on a computer improved my, my back mobility. <laughs> <laughs> The rounding, the rounding, the rounding never left me. The two years of RuneScape, man. Let's talk a little bit about RuneScape. (laughs) Chopping that wood every day. (laughs) Man, what a quote. We'll get the real on that. That's my tip. Rooms get a RuneScape. You want to improve your lower back point without the back rounding. I would say hobbyist especially like me it is it's gonna be super important that you have some kind of flexibility and stretching routine with us uh, never before training after training or on a different day like it could yeah. be it could be on the same day but have a designated space where you do some some kind of stretching i like to do mine just before i go to bed because it relaxes me and i sleep really well nice that's my that. that's what i reckon i never do that right yeah okay jiu-jitsu uh, jiu-jitsu ADCC strategy or just overall improvement? Well, overall improvement. I have a strategy for each person that I may face, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna neglect things because I want to work on something else. I'm just gonna overall improve and then depending who I'm facing, you have a different strategy for them based on what you reckon they're best at. Are you excited for the stand-up? For the wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the stand-up. I, well, I've been doing wrestling for a while. I feel like people think I'm shit at wrestling because I pull guard often, but but yeah, I just I just pull guard because it's easier. It's not necessarily that I can't wrestle. Yeah, yeah. 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 The only re- also the only thing with wrestling is like training at high intensity. You're more likely to get injured. So, mm. so I got got to be careful how you train wrestling and like when when you actually put in your hundred percent work when you're wrestling. Yeah. Like, yeah. Also, like do sparring really hard day in day out. Also, because it's not like wrestling rounds. We do like three minutes. It's like jujitsu rounds. Five, yeah, jujitsu rounds. rounds. Yeah, yeah. Five, six, or ten minute rounds. Uh, of just like straight wrestling sometimes you double up the rounds as well fucking brutal yeah so it's not a it's not the same pace as wrestling so probably the techniques that work will, will differ compared to actual wrestling tournaments like i know uh livesey's got, got a good fireman's throw but i feel like for grappling that's uh, a pretty risky move to be honest yes like a fireman's carry i mean but he's, he's better at wrestling than me so he obviously it's working for him but have you trained with him much no nah, i've never trained with him uh. but uh I've seen his I've seen his uh, instructionals on on how he does the fireman's carry, and it's interesting because he's he like he is aware of the dangers of it, but I feel like unless you're mad strong and you can just lift people off off a lunge, he's like, pretty fucking strong. Yeah, he's basically going from one knee down to the floor and lifting people, which is essentially a, a lunge with yeah. like ninety five kilos on your back. Yeah, and he's doing that at full speed while wow. someone's fucking wriggling on his back so let's not underestimate how ridiculously strong you need to be to actually pull that off and if you do a kneeling a kneeling or one of those walking catagroomers you're way more likely to get put in a crucifix so certain techniques aren't going to work for grappling that work for wrestling and this is a good example of them ones that are not worth doing or ones that are like super high energy that will work well in a wrestling match like doing a shitload of blast doubles like if you shoot 10 times Energy expenditure, man. Yeah, even if uh, if you get put in a front headlock and you've got to like you know spin your way out of it, that's super exhausting compared to like just doing little low risk moves and 
Yeah, exactly. Foot sweeps and that sort of thing. Foot sweeps. Yeah, trying to foot sweep. Like if you look at Gordon, just yeah, pulling the head, pulling the head, foot sweep. You know, bit of hand fighting, pulling the head, foot sweep, and it's just so low risk and high, high reward. It's true, isn't it? Like you watch all of his last couple of matches, he's just kept trying tire, tire, yeah. tire. Pedro, what's no it? shooting. Yeah, no Did, shooting. Didn't shoot. Just really good hand fighting and foot sweeps. Like to be fair, I think people are. Uh, not giving him enough credit for how clean the foot sweeps were because they're fucking hard to hit in nogi. Foot sweeps, yeah. So foot sweeps are good and yeah, like he's saying, hip throws are good for like counters, I guess. But I would say more important is going to be basic fundamental wrestling, like without losing head position, single leg to body lock. Because like realistically in grappling, if you don't have a body lock, they're like a second away from slipping out at all times. Mm. So you want to get to a body lock as soon as possible. That would be the best from standing for me. Key to town. Yeah. Yeah, watch Front this. headlock as well. Front headlock. Put that yeah. everywhere. If you can get a front headlock on someone, what is it? Andrew says, front headlock is like a secret ingredient. Just put it everywhere in your cooking. And people, <laughs> people think you're a great chef. Just keep trying to get a front headlock. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great tip. I, I liked it. Great analogy. I've watched that Pedro Munoz. Is his name Pedro Munoz? Yeah. Gordon White. I've watched that match like four times now. He's just, he just keeps pulling his head, pulling yeah. his head, pulling his head, strip. Yeah. Well, Mourinho, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Pulling, pulling, trip, pulling, yeah. pulling, just keeps trying to get It's how he pulls as well. He holds the back of the head and does like this wobbling sort of thing, like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I yeah. can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. I'll use that now. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Is it working well for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's working well for me. Yeah, yeah. Ask Christian. <laughs> Christian? It's working well. It's working well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it's working well. He says everyone heard well. that. Yeah. Alright. So yeah, that's that's my plan for ABCC. Nice man. <laughs> Pre-training and competition day snacks. We got, uh, we, we hit the mail deal last week. Let's go again. Pre-training what, snacks. I don't I wouldn't eat something very close to training unless I failed to eat for like earlier throughout the day. But in general, I wake up like, like literally I've eaten a whole packet of donuts right before training and trained fine. But yeah. ideally I wouldn't do that. Well. Yeah, ideally it would be like, you know, an hour. hour and a half, two hours before training yeah. and have like eggs. You just, yeah, just eat food. That yeah. is normal. People often confuse it. Like, oh, like, what sort of snacks should I do? It's like, bro, just eat some kind of carbohydrates and some kind of protein. You're good. Yeah. Like, you could have a shake with some fruit an hour and a half before. Or yeah. you could have, you could literally eat donuts. Like, whatever. Just get some, some kind of carbohydrates in. Yeah. Ideally, some protein. Great. Yeah. Like, fasted training, I don't like it anymore. I used to, used to do that because yeah, you feel good for, you feel good at the start of training and you feel like sharp and alert. But I feel like you get injured halfway way more because, yeah, halfway through, you just, you get fucked, basically. You just you're me. there, and everyone's like, everyone's just getting warm now. Now their food's digested, and you're there, like, oh shit, fucked. Here yeah, we go. better go drink some water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> finished. Get the electrolytes in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's, it's not enough, basically. You want like a a decent breakfast, not too big, right? Unless you've got a big gap before. You have to judge when you eat, and then if you want the perfect training session, you want to eat a big meal and then wait the correct amount of time or eat yeah. a small meal and wait a small amount of time. Some of my athletes were doing the fasting fasting while, uh, before training and I was like, mate, just like, yeah, like we, we, we changed that, got a bit of carbohydrate, got a bit of protein in an hour to an hour and a half before. Game changer. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Competition days. I want to hear your opinion on this. Same, same, no? Yeah, same, same. Try and just eat as normal shit as possible, especially even if you just want to put yourself mentally in your normal state of mind of training. If you feel good going to training most days, which you shouldn't really, you should feel pretty fucked if you're training all the time. But yeah, uh, just eat normal food. 
People try and mix it up. They're like, oh, like I'm gonna try this on competition day. Don't yeah. do that. It's just a normal fucking day. It's the same thing. Just, you just, just show up to training. Yeah, yeah. Show you, can't, up you can't expect your comp day to be your best day. Yeah. Like I know people do their training cycles to peak and stuff, but realistically, you're not gonna feel your best on comp day. So you may as well just, you may as well just expect to feel shit and anything better than that is a plus. Nice. I agree to that, man. Yeah. People go, oh, it's competition day. Today's the day. How to be perfect. But all all that pressure like, on yourself as well. Oh, just fucking like that, just get yeah. on with it. Just, yeah. Get over yourself. Get <laughs> so, yeah, snacks. Just eat the same you would in fucking uh, training day. All right. Um, man, that's, that's all our questions. Three, man. Was that, what about... What else we got? Optimal amount of BJJ session. Ah, uh, yeah. Optimal amount week. of BJJ per week to make progress without get without overtraining. Uh, what would you without say? Without overtraining. Yeah, let's go through like a. Yeah, that's gonna differ. Isn't say it? I want to go to like white belt to, yeah, or white belt. Like, how how do you get better jujitsu? What's the optimal amount of training that you think you should just do? Just as much as you can do. Yeah. Much like, of, yeah, just do it as much as possible, and it's yeah. it's more about how you train as well, uh, than than necessarily what you're doing, I guess. But yeah, any any sort of training is definitely going to make you like better. I would say, but it's just like how quickly you're going to improve. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're just like jumping around and just doing spazzy shit, basically, that's not going to. That's you, you'll be harder to tap, and, and you might get more submissions, but you're not going to necessarily be able to like teach jujitsu better or actually understand it better in a way that is rec replicable. What are your thoughts on Joe Blow doing that fundamentals class on Monday night at 5pm? Yeah. Hold on, Joe Blow staying... <laughs> Absolutely. From 5pm till 9pm, staying for four classes but consecutive back-to-back -back, or oh. three classes back-to-back. -back. We've all seen uh, it. And then the, how the, fit they the, are, actually. No, but then they're exhausted. They get, to, they, get the, they get to the sparring of the second round, the intermediate class, and they're like, oh, I'm so tired. I just did the fundamentals. I just did the fundamentals. So they get to the advanced class, and they're exhausted, and they can't do anything. Yeah, like, then, then I guess if you're doing three back-to-back, -back, it's too much. But you could definitely do two sessions back-to-back. Back-to-back. Back. spar hard. I think also Joe Blow is quite a, a vague... Uh, it's quite a wide berth of person. Like Joe Blow yeah, could be yeah. like just some guy that's coming off CrossFit and he's just ridiculously fit. Like, no, I recommend fair. just do three classes back to back. Like, you, but the main thing is the concentration. Like even if your body can handle it, you can't concentrate for like four hours straight no way. without a break. Like that's another thing that you notice if you're doing open mats all the time. Is concentration will start to slip about you know an hour and an hour and something in. Yeah. And uh, then you're like, that's enough. Yeah, either it's enough or you can like take a little two minutes and just like try and you know, regroup a little bit and then go again. Yeah. Or yeah, do, switch up the rounds or something if you're feeling too, like you're not really concentrating properly anymore. Mm. That tends to just be like, yeah, if you fast, it's all well and good having focus for like 45 minutes, but then after that, you're just like, damn, I need to, I need some water or something. I need, <laughs> I need, I need I to need sit to down. Need, need to fuck it. I can't concentrate. I need a 12 and a can of Coke. <laughs> so you think like doing, so I guess to, to answer that question, Optimal amount of BJJ sessions per week, as much as you can can recover from effectively. Yeah, and and yeah, that's it basically. That's it. If you can recover from this from a session every day, do that. If you you can recover from a few double sessions per yeah. week. Do yeah, that. minimum to progress, I would say do three a week, because otherwise you're leaving too much gap in between. Nice. Also, especially if you miss the occasional session for whatever reason, like if everyone misses sessions for whatever BS, especially when you're starting, there are more priorities. You know, if you're only training three times a week. Jiu-Jitsu is not your priority in life, obviously. So, yeah. so you have other things that are going to invariably eventually take over your session. And then you've only done two sessions in a week. So, and that's like three days in between each session. So 
per session, you're just trying to recap what you did like three days ago. You're chasing you're it. You're going to be, you're just going to be shit for a long time. You, you like the quick. Also, I've spotted with white belts who are training like seven times a week and they feel very good. They, you could, you could feel that they're like a black belt. I've spotted with black belts who are training like once or twice a week and I'm like, this guy's fucking shit. Like, and, and then you train with a white belt who's training seven times a week. You're like, damn, like, you know, he's been training like a month. <laughs> or like, yeah, he's, yeah, no, yeah. not a month, but you know, he's been training like a year and he's fucking good already just because yeah. he's training so much. So, and also some people get the hang of it really quick. Yeah, yeah, but then they, they, so people get the hang of it really fast, then they plateau a bit, then they get more of a hang. Like, even the people that you think like, damn, he's gotten so good so fast. That's about as good as they get. They're not going to continue on that tra trajectory. I've started to notice that. If you're, getting really? if you're getting discouraged with people getting really good, really fast, they tend not to continue on that same trajectory, right? It's, it's like... Yeah, it's never linear. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly, yeah. It goes up and then trails off. And, and even if it goes up again sharply afterwards, it will, it will trail off again. So yes. not to worry about those people. But <laughs> basically, if you train all the time, you're going to feel sharp regardless of how long you've been training for. If you're training like once a week and you've been and you've trained for like 20 years prior to that, you're still going to feel like a guy that trains once a week. Yeah, yeah. Just timing in that. Interesting points about the concentration and like like the, the three classes back to back. Just make sure you can fucking concentrate. Yeah, yeah, because not concentrating, you fuck yourself yeah. very quickly or just do dumb shit. <laughs> Get bad habits. Get bad habits going, yeah, yeah. or injure yourself even worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes worth it. <laughs> Key points. Yeah. Any interesting characters you've seen this week? Uh, Not really. probably a few crackheads. Yeah. People love your crackhead stories, man. <laughs> I'm thinking if I've seen some. Crack I'm sure I've seen some. Ah, oh, I did see some crackheads on the on the way back from uh, Croydon, obviously. Oh no, I was on the way to Croydon. There was some crackhead going and asking for money and someone actually called him out and said why don't you stop mate calling terrorizing all these people on their way back from work just stop you don't even need the money do you and he was like sorry mate i was just asking politely <laughs> and everyone enjoyed it everyone loved it he was also drinking so <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate gumba <laughs> yeah the guy who was the guy who was asking for money, who was humbly asking for money, but instead yeah. of speaking to the whole carriage, he was like turning to a group of people, yeah. speaking very quietly. Do you have any change that you could potentially spare me? Like anything at all? Yeah. He didn't even ask for food, which is just like just some the cash. number one. Yeah. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you're not asking for food, then you're a fucking crackhead, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, one of my clients, he went to the ACM. Um, some guy comes near him and he's like, stay the fuck away from me. Don't come near me when I'm a fucking cash point. <laughs> Blew up at him. And the guy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> And then after he got the money out, he was like, what do you want? And the guy's like, you, you know, man, can I have some cash? Like, and he's like, what do you want cash for? He goes, oh, I, just, I need to, to like buy some stuff for my flat. <laughs> he's like, why the, the fuck would I give you money for money? Like in your yeah. flat? He's like, man, you know, I just, I need new um, <laughs> stuff for my flat, man. Mark, Mark from Hoyton, uh, the, yeah. the Scouse guy. He used to, he basically, if he's got a tenner and a crack, he asks him for crack. He goes, if you tell me it's for crack, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a good, it's a fair deal. If you're fair honest, enough. I'll give it to you. Yeah. If you tell me it's for crack, all right, mate, it's for crack. All right. Here you go, take it. <laughs> take take it. it. <laughs> I respect that. Contributing to Everyone wins. Everyone the crackhead wins. learns the first step of recovery. Which <laughs> 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 is admitting. <laughs> and Mark gets a funny story that gets publicized. Oh, yeah. Blows. Great success, man. All right, yeah. Remember, rate, rate our podcast on Spotify. Subscribe to YouTube. 
Buy our DK buy my DVD. Oh, no. Attend the Triple Threat summer camp. Yeah. What about the scramble No bit? Spain, no gain, man. Attend the next summer camp. And AECC is coming up in less than a month away. Yeah, buy my NFT. On, you got an NFT? I'm going to have an NFT made of me. It'll be like a Top Trumps card. The scoring will be decided based on how well I do at ADCC. So, you know. Man, I hope you win this fucking division. That'll be so that'll sick. That'll be great, yeah. That'll be so <laughs> needless to say. That'll be good. <laughs> that'll be good. That'll be decent. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's, uh, what else? Nah. That's, that's it. it. Subscribe. Like. Subscribe. Lad. Tell people about the podcast if you enjoyed that. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Men don't talk. Men don't talk. Great to see you. Great <laughs> to see you. Welcome Thank you. back. Great to see you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>